The Doomer Bloomer Podcast is a community for the resurrection of good ideas. We profile the hero's journey in weekly episodes and teach people about the 10 pillars framework for success in life, business, and relationships. Our mission is to find and help all Doomer Bloomers with mental health issues, poverty mindset, lack of resources, and those left behind in this world. Tune in weekly with Will S. and occasionally John Wynn as we have deep conversations with guests about the hero's journey, clown world order, and the resurrection of good ideas. To help support our community, go to www.thedoomerbloomerpodcast.com support to become a member today. And remember, we are the cure for COVID-19. Welcome back to the Doomer Bloomer podcast with Will S. Uh, we're talking about the hero's journey, the 10 pillars framework from turning from a doomer to bloomer, uh, health, wealth, and wisdom. And today on the podcast, we have Tom Batchelor, all the way from Chiang Mai, Thailand, originally from the UK. Uh, and he has his new single out called Lonely. How are you doing tonight? Tom. Doing good, thanks. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. No worries, bud. Uh, Tom and I have been chatting back and forth here on my Discord server for a couple weeks now. Uh, And uh, his story intrigued me. Um, uh, You're you're adopted, is that correct, Tom? That is right. Yeah, that's true. How, like, how, like, because we we like to profile doomer bloomers on on the podcast here, and like how how like how has that kind of shaped your identity, even as a rapper or a musician? Mm-hmm. Good question, very good question to start us off. Let's get deep. Let's dive. All right, flash. <laughs> no toes in the water. We're just gonna go right in. There. <laughs> it's called the it's called the doomer bloomer podcast, my friend. I love it. I guess I could start off by saying my parents, my adoptive parents adopted parents were always super open about us being adopted and they they told us from like the time that we could hear and understand it so my sister was like two and I was four when I started to like really start to understand it so I think that openness and that that those truths definitely helped me to 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 shape me as an honest person um to to some extent um and then as an artist I've realized more and more as I've got older that it really has shaped me into this artist uh, that I've become. Um, I didn't really think it had so much connection before that. Although when I look back towards like school and stuff, it also had a big part to play then because like, you know, oh, it's the adopted kid. You know, people would whisper, oh, he's the, he's the adopted kid. And it, it affected me on a level that I didn't even realize at the time. At first, I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm no different to you lot. Like, they're my mom and dad, and I don't really feel a different way about it. But as I got older and as I met my biological parents when I was 28, it started to sink in the effect that it had had. And the, the main effect was that it just made me really open and well-rounded and accepting of all kinds of people and perspectives, I guess, I think. <laughs> yeah I, I i there's another word for that it, i call it quantum becoming okay. is other, other people's thoughts and opinions and feelings about you shape your identity mm. at, at a at a quantum level because you car, you start absorbing them unconsciously right uh mm. you know if, if someone perceives you as a grumpy person or or something like that you you almost subconsciously start attributing those attributes to yourself without even realizing it. Mm. Um, (laughs) 
And uh, so, so just tell me a little bit more about your your hero's your hero's journey. So you're now in, in Chiang Mai, but like, how did you go from you know, like I'm just looking at your at your form here. Uh, you said you started about 12 years ago, 2009, moved to China to be an English teacher, and then two years after that became a musician, and then you've been you know seven years or so living in China. And now you're in now you're in Thailand. Yeah. So after graduating from computer games design uh, university, I, I was a gamer for the first twenty three years of my life, basically, very much into computer games. Um, so I decided why not study computer games at university. Tried the programming; wasn't really for me. Changed the design side. Um, the last in the last couple of years, there was modules like music for games. And that really put me back onto music production and using, uh, you know, music software to, to produce music. And I was in bands at this stage. So by the time I finished university, I'd lost interest in wanting to work in an office designing games. I just wanted to become a musician. So in Manchester, I was pushing to try and create a band and get, get out there on the scene. And um, my best mate from China, he was in China. He'd moved to China and set up a business and said, oh, yeah, Tom, I've set up the business now. Uh, the school's ready to go. I need some teachers. Do you want to come over and be like one of the main teachers? And I was like, how can I? I'm not even a teacher. And you're asking me to come and be a head teacher with you. Like, that, that's a lot to ask. And he was like, I fully trust you, man. Come over if you want. It'll be a great experience, you know, a new culture. So I went over and, yeah, I didn't know anything about China. It was, uh, yeah, what's, what's the right word? Just like drop in the ocean sort of thing. Culture you know. shock complete culture shock culture shock i landed in shanghai and just looked at well after like flying over shanghai as we're landing i'm just like whoa this place looks insane like vast and uh after landing in shanghai you look up at the skyscrapers and you feel a bit like it's daunting like they're gonna fall on me like they're so high up and yeah like i just embraced it for the first two years and it was just an incredible incredibly humbling and mind-blowing experience and then after those two years found my way into all these opportunities to, to make quite good money playing at like commercial car shows weddings hotel uh, functions you know kind of the commercial gig gig events type things and so i just decided to push that as hard as possible to create the vacuum so i could do the hip-hop band and do my original music off the back of this, these opportunities that were presenting themselves. So I gave up teaching after two years and, and just went fully into being an event manager, musician, uh, hip hop artist, basically for seven years. Um, yeah, I'll stop saying stuff now. <laughs> Does that answer the question? <laughs> uh, it, it gives me it gives me a good a good background into you know where where you're at. Um, so seven years in China. Uh, so how did you end up migrating from China to Chiang Mai then? Have I not told you this story? This is a mad, wild hip-hop style story. Um, in 2018, China decided that enough was enough with certain substances. And they basically had a, a cleanup. Became a bit of an exodus, really. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I got caught in, in the storm and, well, to put it long story short, uh, police turned up at my house, piss tested me. I had THC there, arrested, three weeks detention, five-year ban, boom. That's that's what you get for seven years of illegal music working in China. That's, that's pure karma, that. <laughs> put it this way, though. A lot of people also got arrested and, and, and kicked out too. Um, I was actually quite lucky to know. I, I thought I was getting away with it. And after a few weeks, after all my friends had been through the system, they turned up and said, yeah, someone gave you names. So it's your turn now, buddy. Let's go. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just just glad that you're not have, weren't longer in, in Chinese jail. To be honest, yeah, I was worried about that too because um, I was right close to the action. It's a bit mad, really. I've got a couple of friends that are still there, arrested, awaiting trial because they were 
deeper into it. And it's hard for me to write songs about those situations yet because they're not safe at the moment. And if anyone heard any of the stories that I have, it might cause friction or extra danger to those people that we need to get out safely. So I'm not ready to share too much about their side of it, but the, there's some crazy stories, man. Tell you. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure that there are. <laughs> uh, so your latest single, uh, Lonely, uh, what was your inspiration for that? It's connected with China, funnily enough. Um, after getting to Chiang Mai, which I didn't really answer the question, how did I get here? But getting deported from China and going back to the UK for five months. After a few months back in the UK, uh, the guy from Chiang Mai, this um, this boss of a company, he reached out and I'd applied to the job um, five months prior when I was still in China. And he was like, oh, are you still open to this job in Chiang Mai? And um, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Um, but you're going to have to wait for me now because all my stuff's being shipped back from China. So long story short, got my stuff from China and then uh, uh, emigrated over here. Um, got my dog from China, which was a bit of a mission. And then um, started to just like, you know, get my own space again. I, I lived by myself with my dog. I didn't have any housemates anymore because in China, I was always with different housemates, whether it was bandmates or random people moving in. You know, I, I decided I need some space. I need to get lonely. I need to get my solitude. I need to... You know, I saw Chiang Mai's pilgrimage type thing. Time to, to to look after myself and be happy by myself. So about a year into it, met this guy on WeChat, which is the Chinese WhatsApp. And he's uh, maybe, maybe 10 or 15 years younger than me. And he's a rapper singer from Africa that lives in China as an English teacher around the same age that I was an English teacher in China. We met in this like music group from all the... Uh, based off another musician that I met in China. So we met each other and then started talking and we just, we just, things just clicked right away and listened to his hip hop music, really enjoyed his music. He released an EP a year ago or so and Lonely was on it. And I was like, yo man, I really resonate with Lonely the most here. Like if you ever want to do a remix of that song, count me in. And he was like instantly, yeah man, like I'd love to do a collaboration on that song with you. So six months ago, I recorded uh, my verses in my old house, really bad acoustics, lots of reverb. And then five months later, about six weeks ago, he recorded his vocals. And I was really impressed with his, uh, his lyrics and what, what he, what, how he put it together. I didn't really mind that it took so long you know, to get to this stage. I really believe that everything has its right time and you can't force things. So he was like really huh. apologetic but I was like no honestly man like I I know what you was going through and like what you give to me is like golden it's worth waiting for it's really worth waiting for so that's how it came about really just by meeting this guy online we both loved hip-hop we seemed to align it seemed like we'd been through the same things even though he was going through them so that we had a lot in common you know and he spoke to me when he was singing his original song Lonely and it made me want to write really deeper about loneliness, which then brought up the adoption stuff and other uh, avenues of uh, topics. Yeah, so that's how it came about. Well, it's funny you should mention the solitude thing. I call that monk mode. I love that. Uh, it's, it's, well, I got it from the red pill community, but I apply it to lots of different things. Uh, I've gone through, like, because... With the doom, with the doomerism, right? You you go through different cycles. I call it the doomer bloomer cycle, um, and you 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 cycle down and then you cycle back up. But sometimes, even in the darkest cycles, there's a lot of creativity there, which can be tapped into. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of people don't like to confront their shadow or their darker emotions, um, but if you start embracing them. Uh, you can actually reach even better heights on the next up cycle. Absolutely agree. Man. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, like you, you, like you took a bad situation from China, right? Getting deported, and then you bounce back, and now you're in Chiang Mai, and you're you're creating again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, taking taking that that taking that space for yourself 
you know, it's always a good thing. Um, and then I love how you're talking about, you know, just, just waiting for your friend to, to, you know, to spin those lyrics for six months. Uh, that, you know, the Tao Te Ching says everything and it's time and time for everything. So you're forcing things often is not a good strategy. Um, so I, I kind of, the analogy I like to use is being a rock in the stream where the, the stream of life is flowing past you and, and through you. Um, and if you, if you're just anchoring yourself in the Tao or the Tao Te Ching, which is known as the way, um, it, life, life is coming at you and you're, you're just kind of a, a net catching the things that you need to accomplish as you're, as you're sitting there in the stream, right? Whatever, whatever that may be. Um, but that, that's just kind of been my philosophy. Like for the last five years, I kind of got deep into Taoism in 2017 when I was going through my darker doomer depression phase. Uh, and I, I read the book called change your thoughts, change your life by Wayne Dyer. I don't know if you've read that or not. Not read it, but I have seen it some places. Yeah. mentioned somewhere. But it's in my it's in my recommended reading list for for the Doomer the Doomer Bloomer group that I have uh, on my Discord server, nice one. Um, which Tom is a part of. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I definitely recommend joining. It's got a lot of good um, resources in there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we're uh, you know you're you're in Chiang Mai now, um, you know. In terms of your your career, uh, what had you wished you known now when you be, when when you began your career, and what would you like to to share with your our audience about that? <laughs> I have no regrets. I really have no regrets. But if I look back, I'd go even harder. I make yeah. way less excuses way less excuses and I, and I'd learn emotional intelligence sooner than than I did because I was an emotional train wreck since I was about 5 <laughs> most most of us are <laughs> still to, not changed <laughs> to, to be honest yeah that that EQ even just, just even just just like reading Oh, there's not just IQ. There's EQ. I thought EQ was something about mixing with music and you know sound, sound, and just that. Just knowing that about that EQ just sets some alignment in my mind that I can't even begin to express now. But because I'd already started getting a bit more emotionally intelligent from doing business in China and like in another language, you know, you you start to you, you can't be emotional in those situations or you just create absolute trauma for everybody, including yourself and your own people and the other people and then the clients of those people and then the customers of those clients. It's just like you have to really get mature quickly. So at 25, like, I made so many mistakes in, in these formal gig environments. I, I just saw the explosions. So, so I quickly got a bit more emotionally mature, but still at like 30 when I was in the peak of – success with the band that you know i had a six-person hip-hop band at that time we're doing festivals and tours in the height of that I, I lost my head because of the sensitivity of situations and that pushed people away um ultimately i think they would have left anyway because they had their own life paths and you know they were full-time teachers the fact that they could tour with me and do these festivals was like a real like gift from them to me and to themselves, but like they gave a lot to me. So I never like, I never had any um, remorse or negativity towards them, but I was so serious, myself and the basis especially, we were so serious about making it in China that we pushed the others very hard. And sometimes when we didn't, when it didn't align, you know, it, it would be really frustrating. So you would, things would happen. Uh, you know, conflict would occur and it didn't have to, but I don't know. At the same time, like we all respect each other so much. We, we never, it, we didn't disrespect each other, but just this unnecessary conflict. I, I don't know if it was unnecessary conflict, important to resolve things, but if you see where I'm going, I just, I would have handled things a bit more emotionally 
calm in a more calming way rather than letting my emotions and passion make things fire up yeah well that's i mean that comes with the benefit of experience too right um the four virtues of stoicism have been very helpful for me too uh, and that's wisdom courage and specifically self-control and then the fourth one is justice but mastering self-control is probably the hardest for most people um, because uh, you, most people grow up in families or environments that don't, they don't preach self-control or, or there are, there is no discipline. There is no boundaries or the bound like, or it's a very dysfunctional family and it's just completely, it's just completely chaos all the time. Right. Um, so the the self-control element right like is it could also be tied to discipline right discipline is 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 a form of self-control in a sense right waking up at the same time every day eating the same food every day um and also knowing how to regulate your emotions mm-hmm. uh and like you said not blowing not not blowing up on people um which i'm have been definitely guilty of and and working working on that right uh i find it's worse with my close family sometimes because you just you're so comfortable um you know but i could definitely see i could definitely see how in a band situation it could definitely get out of control um like i i like I, I, you kind of alluded to substances so i don't know if that was a factor at play but I know, I know that for myself, that sobriety was the best thing for me in the long term, right? So uh, as soon as I became sober, uh, a lot of my interpersonal relationships got that much better because there was that, uh, that, that variable X that wasn't there anymore. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I'm glad you said that. I quit alcohol four and a half years ago, and that was after all these band um you know important band times very like height of the band's uh success i don't don't like to say success but when we had the most things going on when when we were active very active i guess that's the best way to say so i don't think i quit because of that but i never liked alcohol and smoking when i was younger i was always like telling up parents and friends parents why are you doing that we shouldn't be doing that then I got into it and I enjoyed it. But I always said at 30, I will stop smoking and drinking. And eventually at 31, I stopped drinking and I haven't had any problems with wanting it back. Smoking's taken a lot longer, but I've been six weeks uh, clean from that recently. Just now, I'm six weeks into that. So I am fighting towards this sobriety. Not fighting, but I am trying towards well. this <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that, and that, and that, I call that part of the doomer spectrum. Most doomers have an addiction to something, whether that's nicotine, caffeine, alcohol. Uh, if on the the hard, the are there end of things, some people are addicted even harder, harder, harder drugs, harder substances. But most people have an addiction to caffeine, nicotine, or alcohol, uh, just because it's it's easy to get. And now, even in, like I don't know what it's like in Shang Shang Mai, but like in Canada, marijuana cannabis is is fully legalized here. Right. Uh, you, you can go to the corner or the the corner store or, or the government, or you can have it shipped directly to your house. Um, so you know the same here, basically. They, they have food panda, which is for food delivery, and then pot panda. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes. I mean. It's it's grease in somebody's palm there in the in 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 the government coffer. So I guess <laughs> I, I guess you know I guess it's not such a bad thing. But uh, from a from a human human perspective, uh, like I'm not like I'm not against drugs like that. Like, like th- th- this, but you have to understand it's 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 all very individualistic, mm-hmm. and and you have to understand that it's not the drug it's how you use it and what you bring to the experience so if you're if you're already bringing a lot of crap from your life like mental crap or physical crap uh 
any of these things are just going to 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 enhance what's already there you know whether that be alcohol cannabis you know you know things like that like myself personally i i can't i can't do thc at all this because is, it, yeah. like it really it really affects my my well-being and my nervous system um so i just avoid it completely you know what i mean yeah i it doesn't really affect me that bad on on the nervous side of things the nervous system side of things but in general it holds me back it holds my productivity back it holds my mind back after a few weeks off it like people just see supersonic cheat code sonic yellow sonic tom it's like oh shit what's tom doing yeah tom don't have thc inside his system right now and of course like after five weeks there's a barrier and it's like boom but then after five weeks now, six weeks, I'm feeling great again. I've got so much energy. It's hard to sleep longer than five hours. And if I'm disciplined, then the productivity is allowed to uh, flourish. So people keep asking me, oh, you, you still managed to quit smoking. Why don't you try and eat eat some THC? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not trying to quit smoking. It's THC and smoking. <laughs> it's both because the THC is the issue for me. No matter how much I love it or endorse it, I think it's a great drug. It's just, it's time for me to at least take a long, long, long break. And then when I'm 70, I'm good. But you know, Yeah, I, at, at, at 70, you just do whatever you want. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll be in a position to, to, to be like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you considered doing microdosing a psilocybin? It's funny you say that. So my whole goal of getting sober i i cut everything right all kinds of substances including um weed i was like i'm just not going to take anything and then my friend was like well what about mushrooms i was like yeah that doesn't count <laughs> so over the past six weeks I've, I've, do, I've done mushrooms twice and then i did it kind of microdosing another time so i'm i'm really uh into mushrooms at the minute i'm, I'm not doing it too much but I'm allowing those in. That's the only thing I'm allowing in. And this microdosing thing is becoming very tempting with creating music, yes. Well, I mean, I, 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 like, I, at least in Canada here, like, it's, it's going to be fully, like, there's already compassion clubs for psilocybin. Mm. Um, and and they're, 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 they're already seeing a lot of, uh, positive effects through the john hopkins study for depression uh i personally use mushrooms or psilocybin to regulate my depression okay um just because uh like I, i've talked about this before but i was diagnosed with bipolar last year um so in in concert with my regular medication uh it's really helped me stay level mm. without without being numb like all the other all the other SSRIs, they they make me numb and they and they dumb down my creativity. So I, Word. you know, um, I just I just have to I just have to kind of regulate myself in a sense. Mm. Um, and and also I meditate. That's another it's another yes. more of a Taoist practice. Um, you know, I'm very just, much into that. Yeah, I totally agree. So. I'm really pleased to hear that the, uh, the, the the psilocybin has really helped you to regulate that. That's great news, man. Well, I better than better the better place than I was last winter for sure. Uh, mm. I, I'm gonna definitely, you know, and like, and I, I'm just gonna like preface this with the fact that uh, psychedelics aren't for everyone, right? Uh, and as I alluded to earlier, like what you bring to the experience is what you're going to get out of the experience as well. Absolutely. Right. If you have a lot of crap and you don't want to deal with that crap, then mushrooms or these substances can kick you right in the nuts <laughs> metaphysically and, and, and literally, and literally, yeah, it can literally mentally and metaphysically kick you right in the nuts. Absolutely. Um, um, you have to be able, the biggest thing is you have to be able to let go. 
if you're able to let go and and surrender to the experience and not fight it whether it's a challenging trip or you know what what have you um and if you're willing to confront that shadow or the darker the darker side of things i call that it's called integration if you're able to integrate then you're going to come out a stronger person if you're if you're going to fight it the whole time then you're wasting your time (laughs) absolutely absolutely agree that's a good way to put it yeah uh yeah um here's a big question uh (laughs) what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it um I I think did I answer this on the forum because I forgot what I put on the forum if I did. Uh you said dreaming too small as a musician not planning oh. to far enough ahead to manifest the next steps. Oh, so that all comes from a specific experience. Um when I was standing on the stage at the MIDI festival, probably the biggest most professional performance of my life, I was just rocking my ass off on the stage and I realized like halfway through the set what what what's next i haven't really planned this far ahead i just this was my goal to get a festival performance <laughs> then i was like okay and things did seem to like fizzle away a bit after that you know dips and troughs i mean peaks and troughs um so like my my idol is my hero and my idol is a very famous musician um from our generation and you know he's gone now but his heights he didn't even like really put himself there but but once he had the platform he achieved wonders and inspired all of our generation most of the musicians and artists in music that we know so i always had big dreams but i feel like i limited myself to because it's almost like I was just, it's hard to explain this. I kind of accepted how it was in China and just tried to like mold myself into the Chinese way of life and tried to become this like English rapper, rapping in Chinese. My goal was to be like the first Western Chinese rapper and that, that became my goal, but that was never my goal. My goal was international. So I started to limit myself and... Mm because of the place I was in, my environment started to shape me rather than allowing me to shape the world or something like that. Well, I, I like, like I alluded to earlier, it's called the quantum becoming your, your environment subconsciously starts to imprint upon you. Um, it takes a very strong, like core being to understand uh, who you are. I think um, and it, it takes years to develop that. Like for me personally, it's taken 10 years from the age of 21 to 31, right. To understand my core being and understand what I am about and, and what I will tolerate and what I won't tolerate. Um, and, and I, and the other, the other, uh, Rich Cooper calls it making a dent in the universe. Mm. Um, if you can, if you're, if you're on your purpose, whatever that is, if you're making a dent in the universe, uh, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what other people think, right? It on a on a day to day basis, right? Um, I don't know how you how you feel about that or how you how you view it, um, but I, I also like I like to follow Joe Rogan, and he says it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, twenty one, thirty one, forty one, fifty one, sixty one doesn't matter. You're starting where you're starting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have you have that base of knowledge to where you're at now, and it's it's your duty to to progress or or move on from where you're at, at right now, not necessarily dwell on the fact that well mm-hmm. I didn't achieve this I didn't achieve this by thirty I didn't achieve this by forty one I didn't achieve who cares if you didn't achieve it then what are you doing right now you know what I mean Yeah, I agreed absolutely. Yeah. Lots to say. Not sure which one to say. <laughs> jump, jump in on whatever one you feel comfortable with. That's that's the failure that I wrote down in the form. 
But I think another failure, another big, maybe a bigger failure is I always believe in communication being the the, the biggest tool, the the strongest uh, tool in the arsenal. Yet maybe I could have communicated better and therefore even with myself, you know what I mean? Not even just with others. Like I feel like I spent a lot of my youth giving my energy to other people or giving it to other entities, including my life in China and my, my business in China. I just kind of gave away a lot of energy. And then when I got kicked out, I was like doing a lot of meditation and realizing I need to protect this energy now because that's why I've not been writing original music for for a few years. Um, I've just been putting it all into these other facets, trying to generate income. And then Uh all the wealth that I had uh, accumulated basically got wiped out. So I ended up with nothing anyway apart from amazing, I mean, nothing uh, of uh, financial, speaking about financial things, but I had so much experience. I had so many great memories. I have so much great experience and memories that I don't feel poor. I feel really rich in other ways. But yeah, (laughs) maybe not taking care of myself is the biggest failure because of giving myself away, uh, being a bit too... Um, lackadaisical, you know, with my health or with my mind and, and allowing, and it was all my own decision. So I, I am not blaming anybody, but I really did just open the door. And like, even now when I come home, me and my friend moved into this house here and we used to leave the gate open all day. And then we started like getting really deep and philosophical. And we're like, okay, we're even going to like shut the gate every time we come in. Cause we're just letting it any energy in this wide open gate it's like let's close the gate (laughs) let's close the doors and let's just like let's just maintain this energy whilst it's in our space you know and then now and again you can try and let some energy in and if it flows it flows if it doesn't you have to be really careful what energy you let in this is a big thing this year it's all about energy well I, i i agree with you um many many uh you know like uh, like i am like i'm like i consider myself empathic borderline empathic uh and i can sense energies man i i I can sense them through the phone i can sense them i can sense energy long distance um and like like i've made like i've made a point even on the podcast man there's just there's certain people like if i get a, a vibe from their messages or 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 what I see from their social or whatever. Uh, like I'm trying to build a community, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to join the Discord server or not willing to engage in the community, if you're just trying to get it, get what you can get for yourself and not contribute back, um, I personally don't want to have you here. And and that's just that that's just my my boundary. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's good boundaries to have. I appreciate you that. Yeah. And um uh, fortunately for Tom, he's, he's a, he's a giver, he's given energy and we float energy back and forth and, and we're, you know, that's, that's kind of why we're here. And yeah, so fist bump through, through the computer <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, the other thing I was going to ask you is, do you have, do you have a gratitude journal or daily gratitude practice? Um, I've done that. And whenever I do that, I see amazing results. <laughs> I guess this is another failure. No matter how much I learn about this stuff or meditation, I still can't get supremely disciplined with it, even though I know how much it can benefit me. So sometimes I feel like I'm out to get myself because (laughs) I really know I should meditate 30 minutes a day and I should journal and I should uh, do all these mindful things. And sometimes it's not even about laziness. It's like, I purposely don't do it or something to hurt myself. I don't get it. <laughs> well, that that I, I I that comes back to discipline and self control. Like I schedule it in my I schedule it in, and and don't make it thirty minutes. Make it seven minutes. Like thirty minutes is daunting for most people. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes seven minutes is not daunting. 
Like yeah. you, could do, you could do a seven minute dip meditation and, and not, and feel pretty good about yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if I just did seven, but I find after 20 minutes, I really get into it. Mm. Start feeling the benefits after 20 minutes. If I can focus, it can't always be so deep, but if I get deep, but you're right, I should even just try seven minutes. And if I only do seven minutes, then, you know, it's, it's, yeah. You know, seven minutes is, well, because I, I follow the 80-20 rule, right? Your 20, oh, yeah. 20% of your efforts are getting 80% of your results, right? So you might as well, you know, you might as well do the minimum effective dose and get get the daily benefits that, rather than feeling guilty for not doing the full 30 minutes. Yeah. And the gratitude, I, there's a, I have a, good, a friend on Instagram. She always asks uh, what's three things she's grateful for and what's three things she loves about herself and then she um employs her following to do the same for ourselves and it's really great and it's really nice to see her uh, her positive energy most days on instagram and um even after china i was in a wechat group and after my exit from china they were doing these gratitude things every day you have to post in the group and i literally wrote them down i've got them on my phone still and i even read them out to my mum. And like my mum was like really happy to hear how grateful I was, you know, and she was part of some of the the entries and it was just overall, it, overall it was a very positive experience and uh, definitely mind, very mindful, you know, and mind shaping. Did you wish your mum a happy Mother's Day? It's Mother's Day today. It's not Mother's Day in the UK. When but- is Mother's Day in the UK? I don't even remember that. It, it was pr- prior, previously. It's like uh, March or something. But um, I usually send my mum Happy Mother's Day on the on the on the America's Mother's Day, and she's like, "It's not Mother's Day." I'm like, "Yeah, but still, mum, <laughs> like, still Happy Mother's Day. I love you that much that I'll Happy Birthday you on the, the Thai Mother's Day, the Chinese Mother's Day, and those." <laughs> but she yeah, gets, I, she, she gets three Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Although she didn't today, so shh. <laughs> we'll keep that secret, bud. I'll be messaging them, both my mums after this. Happy Mother's Day. They'll be like, what are you talking about? It's not Mother's Day like it is in America. <laughs> exactly. But why did you mention uh, the journal thing? You think I should why definitely- did, Well, I, I, I recommend it to everybody. Yeah. Uh, doomer doomers or bloomers alike, man. Um, just because, um, if you're not grateful for what you already have, then how are you ever going to be grateful for the things that you accomplish? Oh, I don't even need a journal. That's what I think though. I don't even need a journal. Every day of my life is a gratitude, like practice fall. I'm so it's it's ridiculous, man. It's getting to the point I don't even get it. I'm grateful for like the smallest things. This it's just mad things. Like you know when the 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 kettle when you boil the kettle and the mist, the hot mist comes out the top. I'm grateful for that because I put my face over it and it gives me a bit of moisture. (laughs) Losing it, (laughs) losing it in my old age. No, I'm only kidding. Like gratitude has really cured my depression. I think I say that. I don't know. I've said that recently, but I feel like gratitude was my cure to any negative emotions and my depression when I was younger. Gratitude's just like I could get a little bit sad and depression tries to take over, but then when I realize how grateful I am, it just clears it. Well, I like I said, I re- I recommend it to everybody. Um, like I, like, uh, it's part of the, it's part of my 10 pillars framework that I'm putting together. Um, slowly, but surely. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, you put, I, I like, I like this one. Who are the three people who are the most influential to you? I don't know what I put on that either. <laughs> God well, sake. You put you Michael put Michael Jack- you put you put Michael Jackson, Robin Williams, which I also resonate with, and also Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which I also, it's not that also famous people, isn't it? To be honest, because I thought for some reason I would probably change that now. When that question gets asked, I always resonate towards famous people because I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to express 
how I became so passionate in, in wanting to do music or in my being of a human, but I cannot deny the influence that my mother had and my father had, my adopted parents, I mean. Um, they were hugely influential as well, as were my friends and my, like my sister and my friends um, growing up. Like They were all a huge part of it. But when I think about Michael Jackson uh, and Robin Williams and Dwayne Johnson, they really made me believe. They really gave me a different kind of energy, which allowed me to sharpen my skills and have the audacity to think I could be a rapper or an actor or a wrestler. I wanted to be a wrestler at one point. Um, so, and Ro Robin Williams, oh man, I was so happy to, to watch that documentary that his wife made, which explained the whole uh, thing behind his, his deterioration. And when I realized that his suicide wasn't based on just depression, it, it was coming from a, a degenerative brain disease, I was somewhat relieved because I just, I didn't get it. And, you know, he was a, a shining light to billions, well, I don't know about billions, but multi-millions of people. Um, yeah. Well, I felt, I felt like my uncle died. Right. <laughs> That's right. pretty much how, how I felt, um, to be so, honest. Yeah. When Michael Jackson died, man, I was like, you're joking. People, you're all, you're all taking the piss out of me because like, that's what you always do when something happens with Michael Jackson. And uh, when I realized it was true, I was crying for a few days and just listening to his music because that guy, I cannot even express how much of a influence he had on me and my music and just my willing, like my, my desire to be a humanitarian or like just, just to try and give positive energy into the world really. But what's the question about those three? <laughs> uh, how 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 have they in, how 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 have they influenced you? <laughs> well, yeah, like sh shaped your shaped your worldview, made you a better person. Yeah, they, they made me confident. They made me um, able to believe that anything is possible, and that you could be a good person, and you can, you know, try to be at the top of the. Uh, the ladder, even though also they taught me how difficult that is and that maybe that isn't the best place to be. You know, they, they I'm not saying they've held, held me back or they've made me hold back, but it's kind of daunting to, to think of that level of success because I think Dwayne Johnson handles it well, though, to be honest. I think the other two had different issues that then... Um, uh, impacted, not impacted, that, that contributed to their downfall in the end. But Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, wow, he handles himself very well. I think he's got the right support structure around him. He's always, I think he's always had the right support structures around him, whereas the other two, maybe not as strong, the foundations. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think you, it comes in the name. He, he is The Rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, he does seem like a very humble guy, like mm -hmm. in, in general, like he, he does a lot for like charity and, 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 you know, he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem to flaunt what he has. Like a lot, a lot of, like a lot of people that I see with that same level of success are like flaunting what they have, but he comes at it with such a, like, it seems to me more of like a way more humble sort mm -hmm. of, of a uh, place of being. Right. And it comes across, I think it, when he when he speaks to people or even like does little videos on Instagram or what have you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. I really love that guy. I really appreciate him. I love them all. I appreciate people like this. I really appreciate people like that because it's funny because if you see The Rock when he came into wrestling, he was told to be the bad guy, right? He's told to be the cocky, you know, before he became the people's champ. He was like this cocky, arrogant and he didn't really, he didn't, he probably didn't want to do that because that's not him, but he played it so well. So he, he earned his spot at the top. He, he really did. Just like Robin, just like Michael. Um, but yeah, th there's a lot more I could say, but I'll just add the trauma that, especially those, um, the two that are gone, <clears throat> Michael and Robin, the trauma that they faced and went through, even that was inspiring. You know, that, that's helped me to feel a bit more strong because, and go through that much trauma, you know. I went through my own 
little bits of trauma, but seeing the way they handled it along with the success, along with whatever else they were going through, um, and then seeing them smile on their videos or the movies, it's just that spirit, man. That spirit is very inspiring, and I'm very grateful for those people and what they did for everyone and me. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Uh, I don't know. This question, which is, I like this question, um, but if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I already did not? And again, I can't remember what I put on form. <laughs> God, see, it's, it's late over here. <laughs> you said, what is the meaning of life to you? <laughs> That's such a generic <laughs> response, Tom. <laughs> um, what would I, what yeah. else would I say? I'd probably say... Um, can you ask me the question again, please? What is the meaning of life to you? Oh, are we doing that? I meant your question before that. Uh, what have I already? What if 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 you could step into my shoes? What would you have asked yourself that I already did not? Why have you been away so long? Why have you been able to be away so long? Like, is something holding you back from going to England? Is there something holding you back from going to England? Well, I mean, literally the pandemic at the moment. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's true. That, that's true. Maybe the, mom, we the weather. <laughs> maybe the climate, yeah. I'm not so keen about living in that climate. Um, and then also just really feel like I need the space. Like I really love my family deeply, so it's not them. Like it's not my family pushing me away. I'm, I really, really miss them dearly. It, that's, that's, that's a problem. You know, I'm even thinking about maybe moving to Europe just to get closer to England, but I don't, I just really don't feel like I should be in England. It's a we. I can't even answer it. It's a hard, it's a weird one because I love England and, and I'm, I'm happy when I'm in England. I just can't seem to settle there for some reason. I think I'm still exploring. I still feel young. I still feel, like there's a lot to learn spiritually and uh, mentally. And so I like my space and I really like what um, Asia has so far given me and what it offers me till this day, you know, just a multi, uh, multitude of different kinds of people from different backgrounds, all pushing for their own dreams or, you know, businesses or stuff like that. Um, I guess it's inspiring rather than being back home and seeing the general uh, structure of things and, you know, the, the, the family life, even though that is inspiring in other ways, it kind of, I just, I'm not ready for that yet. Do you know what I mean? Even though I want that. But if we talk about the meaning of life, um, it's hard for me to just couple up and get comfortable in a box with uh, the, the nuclear family, you know? Um, I don't think the meaning of life is to, I'm a, to, to just create that and to, to take care of my box and to take care of my corner. Although I have a lot of uh, respect and uh, admiration for that because that is a beautiful thing and it's not an easy thing to do, to raise children and to, to keep all your family safe and uh, flourishing. But I just have a, a lot more desires to, to do more than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel you. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's a song called "Little Boxes." I don't know if you've heard it. Who's uh, that? Oh shoot, I'd have to look it up. But okay. uh, sorry, but I, actually, let me just just look it up real quick here. It's called "Little." It's called "Little Boxes," and it descri it describes basically suburbia and 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 what what it's like to to just uh, to to just kind of. For lack of a better, yeah, it's called. Well, Walk Off the Earth does a version of it. <laughs> nice, but, I love that. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll link it in the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll check it um, out. But um, you know, we're you know we're 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 kind of cruising here. Um, and is this? I don't know. I always like to ask this question, and it's. Uh, it helps me helps me gauge where kind of people are at. 
Um, but how can you be of service to your community and the world? Um, and, and then I like to quote verse 17 of the Tao Te Ching. It's my favorite verse. But how do you like, how do you like inter- interpretation wise, like how would you, how would you characterize being of service uh, in your own, in your own words? By being a good person, treating others with respect and um, with intention, you know, and if, um, and as well as that on a personal level, like speaking my truth based on experience, if I have the experience and not trying to speak truths on things that I'm not aware of or not experienced about. Right. Um, so if I write songs, I would love to write songs like about um, world issues or, you know, current issues. And I'll only speak on what I know or what I feel. I, I won't start making up facts. Um, although um, in order to, you know, it's like wanting to inspire change or nudge change in the right direction. So I, I, if I ever get a platform with, with my music, I will try and be of service that way. And then hopefully if there's any creation of wealth by sharing that wealth to contribute to the situations that I'm trying to nudge towards change. So, and, and do a small percentage of what Michael Jackson was doing. That's how I hope to be of service. But I think it more basic, not basic, but more um, grounded than that is what I first said. It, just being a good person and treating other people kindly and, you know, understanding that everyone's important and also none of us are important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's a, that's the Taoist way of looking at it. Is it? <laughs> I told you yeah. I like all this stuff. We're, 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 all, we're, we're, all, we're all nothing and everything at the same time. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> right. And, and, and the Tao Te Ching says it very eloquently, right? Like it doesn't choose favorites. In its eye, in its in its eyes, everyone is the same, and at the same time, they're nothing. Mm. So they're they're just they're they just are, and they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I think that's a different answer than what I put on the on the forum as well. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's 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 what free form podcasts are about. They're not about sticking to the script. <laughs> <laughs> freestyle uh would you would you be willing to do a little rap for us right now or is that too much like on the spot no i mean what freestyle do you freestyle yeah i just i just um i just left a band a collective that i was in called fly by pants shout out to fly by pants they've kindly kept the door open in case i want to go back um, they're a freestyle live band all on the spot, uh, improvised guitars, drums, bass, and DJ, and then a couple of freestyle rappers. And the, we had a vocal singer before, female vocalist. But um, so, yeah, I've, I've very much been into that. I would prefer not to do a freestyle, although I could if you really want. Um, no pressure here, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just seeing it, seeing how far I can push you. I'll I'll do the um the second verse of my new song Pure because it might align with what I'm talking about now, uh, okay. with what we've been talking about. Um, I don't know why I need the lyrics really, but just in case, um, I'll, I'll give you both verses. Right, put here for a reason. I used to say a mistake. I understand it's deeper than this thanks to God's ways. This DNA so strong it keeps us ticking along and awake. This energy's no when a me, my enemy awaits. In the past, I've been isolated in panic, yeah, even before the pandemic. After the plans that I planted, all of the gifts I was granted, I was just manic. Even when living in money, all of the people I managed, how did I manage? Living and working, exerting the energy, taking the damage. I love you all and I felt you all. I never tried to abuse. I found you all and I left you all and I never intend to excuse. This movie documents my life, but the plot's not so smooth. This may be directed by me, but I promise it's not directed at you. Pure, I don't want to lie. 
and start singing, pure, I don't want to die. And then it repeats itself for a while. And the second verse, which is the one I wanted to show you is, when I was young, I would cycle. I would be reading a Bible. I wasn't playing with rifles. I guess back then I was mindful. Adopted and blessed on arrival from Oldham to grasp me a riddle. Had so much passion from dancing with Michael. That's why the king is my idol. Then constant obstruction. All this corruption. Stressed we cannot function. Car crash concussion. Take the wheel and drive away. Your freedom awaits. Just know that when you raise the stakes, there may be sharks and snakes. So yeah, that's the new song. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. I I love it. (laughs) Well, thanks for that. It made my day. (laughs) <laughs> Cheers, man. Uh, so I have two questions left for you. And so the first, the first one is the bonus question. Um, and that is, what is your zombie plan? <laughs> I love that question. That's a great Zom- question. Zombies attack chain. Zombies attack Chiang Mai. What do you do? Go. <laughs> oh, I have a vivid imagination. Um, I'd be like, I'd be like trying to create some kind of weapons to start off with. Um, out of what though? There's, I have fans. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Use the fan to blow the zombies away. I don't think that's going to work. We need like seven fans in a line. Um, I guess I've got these objects up here on the shelf that I could use to knock them out. But um, I would. You want me to? Uh, you want me to cl- read you? You want me yeah. to read you what 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 you wrote here? Yeah. He said, "Treehouse life with flying machine to get me around to get food and resources." <laughs> You can tell that's four weeks into sobriety. That's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even like possible, is it? <laughs> Flying. Well, well, I mean, they're working on it. The new Teslas can hover. <laughs> oh, nice. I would need a drone at this point. One have to go and get the stuff. Like I wouldn't be able to be in the drone. But I think I'd gather my closest wolf pack. Uh, we've got this group of friends called the wolf pack so i'd get the wolf pack here at my lovely converted airbnb that we got a huge discount on we've got like a swimming pool and gated in a private community so the guards who uh, govern the community they wouldn't let the zombies in for a start because then they'd lose their salary so they'd be kind of like the first wave of defense the first line of defense and then we've got like all the other houses that lead to soy nine which is the ninth street so we've got like a, a good first few lines of defense over there with all the Thai locals like knocking out the zombies. So we can all be here like strategizing, you know, trying oh, to yeah. build like something on top of the pool house out there um, and then making weapons and digging an underground um, den so that if they do manage to infiltrate the, the premises that so we can get somewhere safe and dig out somewhere else i guess that's the best answer i can give you <laughs> it's it sounds like shauna the dead uh, shang mine edition <laughs> i love that movie i'm gonna go i gonna go hang out at the winchester <laughs> drink pints <laughs> yeah <laughs> i come from a place called Lanc- lancashire uh some of the, the pub's names are hilarious <laughs> all right well uh any closing thoughts and then we'll plug your uh, all your socials and uh, go from there. Cool. Um, yeah, it's been really, really good talking to you, man. Um, as I said before we started recording, I feel like these things have been cropping up in my life more and more, even after living in China for nine years, like with Taoism and philosophical thoughts. So I've always wanted to get closer to it. So you've helped me to um, dive in a bit deeper. I appreciate your insight. You're uh, You've taught me some things. You've uh, introduced me to other things. It's uh, it's been really great to be here. Thanks for letting me express myself. That's really appreciated. Uh, I think we I think we all need to express ourselves. I think that's the most important thing. You know, it, to be honest with ourselves, we have to express ourselves and express that to other people. So I guess I'll just end with that. Yeah, just speak your truth. Keep your best 
family and friends close and share things with each other and express yourselves and love each other. Tell each other that you love each other as well. That's important too. <laughs> yeah. Especially on Mother's Day. <laughs> Especially, exactly. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to your mom as well. Thank you. Uh, where can people get a hold of you social media-wise or online-wise? Uh, my handle is Energy and Music E N E R G A N D M U S I C. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For now. And where can they find you on Spotify? Tom Bachelor. So that's my name and my artist name. It's Bachelor with a T. So it's Tom B A T C H E L O R. All right, I'll put that link in the description <laughs> for everybody. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you, Tom. Uh, this has been Will S. with the Doomer Bloomer podcast. Uh, and as always, uh, we're at the Doomer podcast on Twitter, Doomer Bloomers on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we don't have TikTok. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, join our Discord group server um and we also have our patreon which has some special uh subscriber perks uh outside of the the regular channels uh namely some merchandise <laughs> check it out seriously and uh yeah have yourself a great and prosperous day wherever you are in the world whether it's morning night or midday and have uh yeah have a great day uh, peace. Peace, peace. Hi there. This is Will with the Doomer Bloomer podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this content uh, with Tom Bachelor today, uh, please go to his uh Spotify page, Tom Bachelor, uh, and also uh, follow him on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Energy and Music. Uh, and if you are a long-term listener to the show, Doomer Bloomer Podcast, uh, please consider becoming a member. Uh, go to www.thedoomerbloomerpodcast.com slash support. Uh, we have a Patreon page there. We have a PayPal and also a GoFundMe link. Or if you're feeling extremely generous, uh, buy me a coffee. Uh, Alexa-level subscribers will be shipped uh, their own Alexa smart speaker. Alexa doesn't know that one. Um, so... Yeah, in essence, uh, I love each and every one of you. Uh, thanks for listening, and have yourself a great and prosperous day uh, wherever you are. Uh, peace. Oh, also, uh, retweet this as uh, hashtag so lonely. Uh, peace.